0: What would we do, baby, without us? Shalala. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode we'll be discussing season four, episode two of Family Ties. This episode is titled The Real Thing, part two, and it originally aired on October 3rd, 1985. And with me to discuss this episode is my very special co-host, Keith. Hey, hey. how you doing, Phil? I'm good, how are you? Good, I heard there's a, ain't nothing like the real thing.
1: Just like Coke. Yeah. Coca-Cola. <laughs> yes, or punch. I heard punch is delicious. Hawaiian punch. Oh, do you know they make a green Hawaiian punch? Yeah. I didn't know that, but I saw this recipe for a Grinchmas punch, <laughs> and it's that and green sorbet and... Uh, or lime i guess that really would be not just green yeah and then some sprite and i was like well that sounds delicious Mm, that does yeah
0: so i think we might try that yeah that sounds good hawaiian punch is delicious it is (laughs) do you remember when it used to come like in a can as like a concentrate oh yeah i have very fond memories of that (laughs) and i would do it like extra thick you know (laughs) (laughs) did you ever just drink it right like it came out of the can all thick and syrupy i mean definitely took a sip of that from time to time of course i don't know that i drank a whole can but yeah that's good stuff that's probably why they don't do it that way anymore (laughs) (laughs) right because kids are goofy did you (laughs) ever
1: have the snoopy snow cone machine
0: absolutely
1: Yeah. did you ever use the hawaiian punch to be the syrup and then it would like once it kind of hit the ice and it was the best snow cone
0: you know, I don't know if specifically, although I wouldn't be surprised, because we used a lot of different things. Yeah. But that yeah. it's just a fun thing to play with. It really, it really is. We actually, well, I say was, it's probably in my garage still, let's be real. <laughs> but we have a more current one that we have a Spongebob thing that's exactly the same thing, but it's Spongebob. Oh, so. nice. Well, maybe you'll come across
1: it in one of the bins in uh, D junk December.
0: Oh, that's right. It's going very well. For listeners of my other show, Mandarin Orange Show, it is... Djunk December right now, and we've been getting rid of a lot of stuff over there. So, lots. And you're putting of stuff. it on Instagram and stuff too, right? Instagram, Facebook, you name it. We're posting all over the place, so you guys can help me get rid of stuff, uh, and Janelle get rid of stuff over on Mandarin Orange Show. So, would you say that it's been more your stuff or her stuff so far? Hmm. Thus far, I would say it's actually probably pretty even because okay. I have gotten rid of quite a few things, like off camera as well. Okay. Yeah. You know, some of the stuff is more entertaining than others. You know, like, just going through piles of papers is not necessarily that fun for people to watch. But we are doing stuff like that, too. So, you know. Well, it depends. I mean, if it's a credit card statement, it could give you a head start. This is true. <laughs> One of the things we found to get rid of on our uh, on our live stream that we did last week was a pay stub from, like, 1998 that from my job that I work at a camp. So, oh, that's wow. pretty exciting. Yeah. So yeah. would you, did you get rid of it or did you keep it? I'm pretty sure we got rid of it, although I did snap a picture of it. Nice. Well, that way it'll live forever. That's right. That And that's this is a great tool. I know we're like already like veering very far left on a sidetrack here, but it is a great tool. If you want to get rid of stuff, if you're someone like me who gets emotionally attached to things, you have a nostalgic bond with stuff, take pictures of it. Janelle taught me this. Especially now that, you know, digital cameras, you can take a thousand pictures. Take lots of pictures of it, and it makes it a lot easier to get rid of it when you know you can see what it looked like. You can always go back and reminisce. That's right. There's some things that I still don't want to let go of, but that does help quite a bit.
1: Yeah, for those things in the uh, the secondary tier of things to, yeah. that you probably should get rid of.
0: Like, for instance, I used to have a giant sound system. I, I ran a sound business for a little bit during and after college, and I would haul it around in a big trailer And after a few years, after we had kids, that kind of stopped being a very viable business and it sat in our garage and I kept intending to pull it out and do a big concert. And after like seven or eight years of not using it, I realized I should let go of it because it was taking up half our garage. But I was very emotionally attached to it and I took about 500 pictures of it and it made it so I was able to get rid of it. Five hundred pictures? I mean, I I might be exaggerating a bit there, but. Okay, good. Hyperbole aside, I, I did take a picture <laughs> from every angle
1: well, of sure. the stuff. You
0: well, know. of each piece, yeah. Yes, and I kept, like, a small sound system so I could do a show for a couple hundred people still. But I used to have a, sh- a system that would do it for, like, 1,500 people, you know. Wow. So, yeah. That's a lot of speakers and equipment. It was a lot of stuff, very big. And, unfortunately, by the time I sold it, kind of outdated because, you know, it was all old analog stuff, so. Oh, that stuff you know. is so popular now again. It is. And I was—I did sell it. I got 700 bucks out of it, you know, oh, and okay. the guy came and hauled it away, which was nice. Well, so. that's the best part then. Yeah. And you probably got back, you know, what, a quarter or a third of your garage? <laughs> uh, oh, quite a bit. And I managed to, you know, fill into those spaces. You know how uh, a fluid f- takes the shape of its container? Yes. That's the same thing with junk in a garage, Is that when that space clears up, it just fills in all the little gaps and it's still full.
1: (laughs) So It's It's just like ice cream after
0: dinner. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. It's always room for it in there. It just kind of finds its way into the crevices. (laughs) Nice. Oh, boy. I love that. And that big wall of speakers looked kind of like the wall of speakers at the beginning of Back to the Future, which starred Michael J. Fox, who is also the star of the show we're talking about, Family Times. Sha-la-la-la!
1: Oh, and what a great episode this was!
0: What an excellent part two! It really, really was. I mean, felt like weeks between episodes. It was so hard to like wait, even though, of course, for our listeners, it was only one week away. But yeah,
1: well, we did have a little bit of uh, behind the scenes stuff here that uh, we we didn't record uh,
0: back oh, to yeah. back like we normally would. I forgot we we let the cat out of the bag on that one. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but that's okay. We're back in uh, firing on all cylinders again.
0: We are. We're back from uh, Thanksgiving break. It's been crazy, but we're here, and we're about to go on Christmas break soon. So we're going to do a little bit, another couple of episodes here, and then we're going to take another break until the new year. So we'll keep you posted on that.
1: Yeah. Well, well, hopefully the next couple of episodes are not two-parters. I didn't look at that yet.
0: It's not a two-parter, and we are going to do this one before Christmas because I am – excited out of my mind for the next episode. Oh, I can't wait. I can't. You can't wait. Like, it's so amazing. I think I saw the title. It's like Mr. Right, I think. Right? Mr. Wrong is the Mr. Wrong, that's it. I knew it was one of those. Without spoiling anything, I will just say that we meet a character that I am extremely enthusiastic about. Oh, I think I already know where this is going. Mm -hmm. Yes, so... But before we get to that, we have an episode that we just watched that has another character I'm very excited about, Ellen, in our part two of The Real Thing. So what happened? Well, let me tell you. Last week, we left off on a bit of a cliffhanger. Ellen ran off. We found out that right as Alex was falling in love with her, that she had agreed to marry her boyfriend, Dennis. Oh, Dennis. I know. Who we never get to meet in person? Poor guy. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I think it's better for us in the long run.
1: We don't want to get emotionally invested.
0: We didn't get emotionally attached. That's right. <laughs> well, the episode opens up with a last week on Family Ties, which is introduced by Stephen. And that's the last we hear from Stephen in this episode. We have a No <laughs> Stephen episode. A No Stephen. That's the first and the last of them. And I miss him. I know. it's Well, he's on a business trip. So, obviously, he had business to do sure i wonder if they <laughs>
1: talked him into going back to washington dc again i guess so yeah he had to go meet with congress <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh maybe he was actually filming a documentary though
0: he could be although it is funny that she called a business trip when we know he works for the television station so why would she say it that way i don't know mm. but we also had another character who we haven't seen in a little bit uh made another appearance which is skippy
1: Skipperd.
0: Oh, we miss Skippy and he's great. He had just a little bit at the beginning of the episode. He's over, comes over to the Keaton house. He calls Elise Mrs. K, which I I don't know if we've heard him call her that before. Yeah, that did seem uh, different. But he, uh, he comes in, he basically invites himself in for a Sunday brunch with the Keatons, only to find out there is no Sunday brunch because everyone is off being busy doing their different things. Alex is asleep upstairs or so we thought, but then he comes in and he's been out on a walk since the early morning, just moping about his situation with Ellen, that he's in love with her and he's, he just can't believe that he's in love with someone who's so different from him, but also that is about to get married to someone else. But he also has no one to talk to about it because Steven's not there. Yeah, it was kind of a man thing. And unfortunately, Stephen was away. And then Skippy sits down next to him. Well, because Elise is like, oh, I can help. He's like, oh, it's a man thing. And then Skippy sits down and just to have this great scene of him looking expectantly at Alex. Like, okay, tell me. And then Alex is just, he's all, where's Andy, right?
1: And <laughs> <laughs> no Andy in this episode. I mean, his name came up, you know, 14 times,
0: but... But didn't actually get to see him at all. (laughs) The other thing I love, just real quick about Skippy coming in, is he tells Elise, you know, he's coming over for his Sunday brunch, and she's like, doesn't your family, doesn't your mom feed you at home? And he's like, oh, she only serves a continental breakfast on Sundays. (laughs) She's more of a danishes and juice kind of (laughs) lady.
1: Sunday is her day of rest.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Alex is moping. Mallory and Jennifer come through. They're heading out to, it looks like, play baseball, I believe, is what Jennifer's doing. Yes. Uh, Mallory asks Alex, like, how was the dance that he went to? And Alex says, last night the entire fabric of my existence unraveled before my eyes. And Mallory's like, how are the decorations? (laughs) So, speaking of his girlfriend, we now uh, – Alex, you know, showing up at school. He and Trisha are coming into this class, and they're about to take a test. You know, I think it's history class, and she's worried about it. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. It's going to be great. And meanwhile, he sees Ellen come in, and he, like, instantly blows off Trisha to go talk to Ellen. And that's kind of the last we see of Trisha. Like, she's sort of unceremoniously just – we're done with her, you know. Gone, yeah. <laughs> and he goes up, and he's talking to – to Ellen about her leaving and, you know, he can't believe that she's getting married so quickly and he's dancing around the whole thing and he doesn't want her to go. But, you know, she's definitely decided he, he's not coming out and just saying that he cares about her or anything like that. No, he's kind of keeping it mum. And so the flashback happens during the, his test, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Alex goes into, like, sort of a a reverie, a flashback of, like, their time together. And first of all, it's interesting because the video fades out and then there's, like, music over, like, the flashback. It's, like, a very different, like, film technique than we usually see. And the song that's playing is the theme song that we uh, were introduced to last week at this moment. We heard it several times throughout the episode, though, so it's... Definitely, you can see it starting to become associated with their relationship. Yes. I also thought it was interesting that during those flashbacks, we saw a couple things that happened last episode. But we also saw several things that definitely didn't happen, like playing (laughs) Frisbee together, for instance. And a couple couple other things in there. Yeah, they went for apparently some sort of a walk.
1: And then there was a leaf. And they had a a laugh about the leaf. And then Alex put it in his wallet.
0: (laughs) Put it in his wallet, yeah. I was like, what is going on here? (laughs) I don't remember any of this happening. (laughs) He has a girlfriend. And then, as the flashback ends, the test is over. Everyone's left the classroom. And Alex is the last one with his test. And he just crumples it up. Alex blows off a test. He had nothing written down. He was in his own little reverie the entire time. This is how big of a deal that you can tell he's taking this seriously. Like, this is really uh, messing him up, you know? Oh, yeah. So he, in the course of conversation, he winds up convincing Ellen to let him drop her off at the train station. First of all, a filmed exterior of a train station. Again, you know, we hear the song going on in the background. And they check in, she gets the ticket and then he sits down next to her and she's like, oh, you can go. He's like, oh no, I love this place. I come here and hang out all the time. I'm a regular. <laughs> <laughs> um, in fact, and then like a kid's going by, and he's like, oh uh, yeah, shoe shine. It's a shoe shine kid. And he's like, oh, let me get a shoe shine. Just give me the regular, as if like he's been there lots of times before. Which also is weird that there's like a little kid doing a shoe shine at a train station, like. I feel like that's from, like, the 1930s, not the 1980s.
1: Yeah, it did feel a little bit weird, but I, you know, there was a lot of good gags that came out of it, so.
0: Well, there were, yeah. <laughs> so he's having a conversation with Ellen the whole time while he's getting his shoe shined, and she gets up, and she's walking back and forth across the station, and he stands up and keeps, like, pivoting around to, to talk to her. And meanwhile, the kid's, like, gripping onto his leg and, like, <laughs> spinning around with him as he keeps stepping over him and stuff. And eventually, <laughs> Alex kind of kicks his shoe off and just hands it to the kid for him to shine so he can walk around with one shoe off. (laughs) Anyway, they go back and forth. He basically tells her that she's just getting married because she's scared and needs something to cling on to and she's not happy with him and they kind of get in a big argument and she winds up stomping off and heading off on the train and Alex is left alone. And then he leaves the train station with only one shoe. With only one shoe. He does not go back to the shoe shine, kid. He does not. That kid didn't get paid, but he got a shoe out of it. And she's heading off to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, not Lancaster, California, which is a couple hours from us here. So that's an important thing to (laughs) know.
1: It is. It is. A lot (laughs) further away from Ohio than uh, Pennsylvania.
0: Anyway, back at the house, you know, Alex is just torn up. Mallory has got big hair and she comes to have a chat with him. (laughs) Mallory's (laughs) hair is on point this whole episode. It is fantastic. Huge bangs fantastic big hair wasn't she wearing well i'll wait till we get to the fashion part of it too in that part if you have any fashion things i don't want you to miss it is there something big here? well
1: did you see that speaking of big the shoulders in that blazer she was wearing that blue blazer
0: shoulder pads yes that thing was giant mallory definitely begins to ramp up her fashion yes a big step up like first season when she was wearing kind of just plain clothes this is this is the new mallory She used to dress, uh, uh, how did Janelle say it? Like she was a polygamist? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Like our our old settler clothes. Like Little House on the Prairie sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> so then Elise has a great talk with Alex and basically says, like, if you didn't tell her that you feel this way, you know, like, she's not going to know that you feel that way. And he's like, oh, do you think that would make a difference? You know, this is the first time he's ever been in love. And, you know, Elise is like, oh, I, I really she can really tell that he's like got genuine emotion. It's not the same as the other times he's chased after girls. Yeah. And Alex is on his way. He's, he's supposed to head out to this big fancy dinner with Trisha and instead, he decides, like, it shows, like, a, another film scene with the car, and he backs up and turns towards Pennsylvania and drives all the way to the to the train station, which looks remarkably similar to the train station in Ohio, just at a different angle.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> instead of filming it from the right side, they filmed it from the left. <laughs> <laughs> you go. And uh, he gets there, there's a janitor, like, asleep, and he wakes him up, and he finds out the train has already gotten there, and he missed her. So, he sits down on the bench, and he's all upset, and then, who walks out from the bathroom behind him? There's Ellen, and she sees Alex, and Alex, you know, kind of, he has a very roundabout way of getting there, but he finally confesses his (laughs) true feelings for Ellen. Uh, First, of course, he tells her that that she forgot her Newsweek magazine, and that's why he came out was to return it to her. There's a great article on the omelet craze in there.
1: <laughs> and then she tells him she'd already read that article. She read it she borrowed on the copy, <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, oh, that's kind of a... Uh, uh, sorry to hear it? that. Or, yeah,
0: that's a bummer. <laughs> but he says, and then he's like, the magazine wasn't the only reason I came out here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, okay. <laughs> so he confesses his love to her, and then... You know, he stomps off because he just assumes that she doesn't return the feeling. And then she's like, I love you, too. And he finally, like, hears her saying it. And they realize they love each other. She tells him that she had told herself on the train if he was there at the train station when she got there, she wouldn't go through with marrying Dennis. And there he was. So she's calling off the wedding. And they kiss like a bunch. And then at the end he says, Well, if you do love me and you're not gonna marry Dennis, do you think when we get back to Leland we could go to a movie or something? <laughs> and that was the end, and we get our freeze our freeze frame and that's the end of the episode. They're together. They love each other.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh, love. Love is in the air. Yeah.
0: Such a good love story. And and you can really tell Alex is genuinely feeling something about someone. It's it's a new thing for him yeah, it's a little uh disconcerting, I think for him, yeah,
1: he doesn't know what to do with these emotions. I do appreciate the fact though that uh Ellen said that since she was already there, she needed to go see Dennis, and Alex is like, Oh, I was afraid that's what you were going to say was next. <laughs> Poor Dennis, I know <laughs> you know he, she calls him one day and he uh, agrees to marry him over the phone, and then uh, <laughs> you know she has to travel to him and <laughs> it's like what seven days later
0: they're gonna get yeah. married and then calls it off the night before <laughs> Yeah. he's yeah. sorry
1: about whatever friends and or family you had called
0: <laughs> <but laughs> Sha. So our listener, Julia, sent us a bunch of stuff behind the scenes to talk about these episodes and, and kind of shed some light on the real life relationship between Michael J. Fox and Tracy Pollan. I know you watched like a video real quick that she had sent us uh, with Gary David Goldberg talking about it. Yeah. In the insight that we gained from that video. Yeah. So uh, they did the, I guess the network didn't want
1: to fly her out because uh, she was a, a stage actress. She was in New York. And they, they're like, ah, you know, it doesn't really matter. The storyline is kind of a smaller one. You know, he's a great actor. He can make it work. And for some reason, they just decided uh, the casting agent, Judith. Um, what was her name? Judith Ween- Weiner? Wiener. I think it's pronounced, he pronounced it Wiener anyway. Yeah. So. She's like, we need to bring this girl out so you can see her. And they brought her out, and, and Michael J. Fox uh, did a read through with both of the actresses, and the chemistry they said with uh, Tracy
0: Pollan was just, you know, phenomenal. And that ultimately made their decision for him. Well, the funny thing is, though, that he his response was like, either one, I trust you. You know, they both seem great. So it wasn't like an instant falling in love kind of thing. Mm mm. Between them. And then she sent me a, like some excerpts from Michael J. Fox's book. Oh, nice. And he talks a little bit about like his relationship with her and how it played out. And that during the time that she was on the show, you know, they built up a friendship and they worked well together. But they were both, like, seeing other people at that time. And, you know, they were getting closer to each other. But they didn't actually start dating until – after she was on the show, and I guess, like, later on, he was in a movie called Bright Lights Big City that she auditioned for, and she was in, and during that, you know, they kind of already had, like, this really close friendship, and then during that time, they started dating, and then, you know, moved on from there. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so, and this is, I mean, I think that was, like, 87 or something, so it was, you know, a couple of years building up that relationship that wasn't just, like, an overnight thing, and, you know, they had some ups and downs and stuff, but... I think it's interesting that they were, you know, they obviously had a connection, but they weren't actually dating until a little bit later. That is interesting. So, I don't know. You can tell, though, that they definitely had a connection, whether or not they knew it yet at the time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Just in the same scene together. I mean, they're just, they're they're pretty great. Uh, uh, electric. Absolutely. So, thank you to Julia for sending all that stuff. She's always, like, got all kinds of great information sending stuff our way. So although she doesn't have any insight into who plays Andy more than we do. So if anyone's got that information out there, <laughs> we're, we're still looking for that. We would that. love to know. Sha-la-la-la. So very briefly, we did have two guest stars in this episode that we should talk about very quickly. Okay. Interestingly enough, only two people, well besides, you know, we had returning guest stars Suzanne Snyder who played Trisha And obviously Tracy Pollan, who played Ellen, right. So we don't have to go through their stuff. But we had only two credited: the teacher who announces like the test starting at the beginning. Oh yeah, she does not have a credit. Oh, huh. Then who does? There's two people. The first one is the janitor who Alex wakes up at the train station. Okay, comes into the train station. Yeah. Yep. He was played by a guy named Peter Van Norden who um, he's got 71 acting credits, a lot of stuff, a lot of TV shows like Days of Our Lives and ER, Family Matters, Murder, She Wrote, Matlock, etc., etc. Oh, wow. Silver Spoons. He was even in Three's a Crowd, which is like one of the spinoffs from Three's Company. Three's a Crowd? I don't even remember that show. There's, I think it was like, it was just Jack and... I can't remember who else is in it with him. But anyway, there's like... Two or three spinoffs, because there was the Ropers also from Three's Company. Interesting. Anyway, there's a few. So, it's got the guy in it
1: who was the... Oh, Robert Manden was the dad of the girl he was dating. It looks like in the show. Oh, Jessica Walter was in that show. There you go. I don't
0: remember that show at all. Zero percent. I may or may not have seen an episode i'm more just aware of it because i'm like looking into spinoffs i think are fascinating so i don't know much about it but the ropers had their own spinoff show yeah if you ever want to do a deep dive just look up like a wiki or a tv tropes about spinoffs because there's some fascinating stuff in there i love spinoff shows too Mm -hmm. (laughs) so let's see aside from tv shows he was in two movies of note Which I thought was funny. He was in the Naked Gun two and a half, The Smell of Fear. Oh nice. Which is the second Naked Gun movie. And he was in Police Academy Two, their first assignment. Oh. But he wasn't in any others in either of those series. Oh, so maybe they only like him for the twos. Only for police related movies that are twos. Yep. (laughs) That's his that's his specialty. And there's not a lot of those. Well, ironically, he was in this episode, which is a part
1: two as well. That's true. I didn't even think of that. Oh my gosh, that's incredible.
0: And this is his only episode as janitor, so oh, that was okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that makes sense. He does work in Lancaster. They didn't have to drive back out there again. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then the only other actor that's credited in this episode is the shine boy. Really? Yes, Dan Ponce, or Danny Ponce, at the time he was credited as. He's got, only got 24 credits, but he does have a couple of interesting things. Um, he's been in like modern shows like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Scrubs, so he's still acting like as an adult. Okay. But he was in 110 episodes of the show Valerie, which we talked about recently.
1: What? Which
0: then later became The Hogan Family. Yes, with Sandy Duncan. He's uh, He was one of the Hogan's. He's Willie Hogan. What? He was the youngest one, I think. I think so, yeah. That's from what I was poking around and looking at, yeah. Crazy that the shoeshine boy went on to that. I mean, other than that, I mean, he had a few other appearances on TV shows like Happy Days, Punky Brewster, Knott's Landing, stuff like that. But not a ton of stuff. And this episode of Family Ties is his only appearance on Family Ties. Oh, what? And he had to pretend to uh, do shoes. Dancing around Alex. That bit when he was jumping over him and stuff. That was some good physical comedy. That That
1: was. was so good. Oh, Jason Bateman is in that show too, the Hogan
0: family. It's such an interesting thing because it started out as Valerie and then she was only in like the first season or something. Valerie Harper, right? Yeah, Valerie Harper. They kept it going. There's not even a picture of poor Dan Ponce. Yeah, the IMDb. Even though he was in 110 episodes. (laughs) You think they could uh, fake it, you know, throw one in. (laughs) They never got a screenshot from any of those. Nothing. Yeah, so that's it for guest stars. Well, we're just cranking right along here. I know, right? This is very fast for us. <laughs> I know. There's no tangents. Well, we started out with a good tangent. There's always a few. Yeah, yeah, We we definitely took a little detour first thing.
1: Sha-la-la-la!
0: Any jokes or things, observations that you had that you wanted to bring up? So I do have a few, and the, the first one is, I love Skippy so much. I do
1: too. Mallory and Jen walk into the room and it's when, you know, he had invited himself over for brunch and Jen is, of course, I mean, she's dressed to look like she's going to go play baseball or softball or something to that effect. And he looks at her and he goes, what are you up to? And she goes, fishing. <laughs> Just <laughs> yeah. deadpan. Oh, it was perfect. Such a great line. And he's all, oh. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Why are you taking the
0: baseball bat for that? You- <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Uh, Uh, It does not pick up on sarcasm
1: at all. (laughs) None. None percent. Uh, The next one that I thought was really funny, it made me think back. Alex is trying to talk Ellen out of getting married, but without telling her why he doesn't want her to get married. And he's like, oh, you know, a week. That doesn't seem like enough time to order, you know, matchbooks, napkins, ice sculptures.
0: And I thought... Matchbooks. You used to go to weddings and get matchbooks, and nobody does that anymore. See, I wrote that down, too, because I had, I had never, I don't remember that at all. I actually have matchbooks from people's weddings in my toolbox. That's so funny. Why matchbooks, of all things?
1: I don't know. And it would have, like, their name on it, and, you know, when they got married, and That's I don't so know why funny. they did that. I am totally going to get matchbooks made with me and Heidi on it.
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess partly because smoking was bigger then, obviously, or maybe that's it. Or do people just like candles that much? I don't know. Either that or what if they got in some sort
1: of a situation and they had to be like MacGyver and all they needed was a match and they didn't have it. That's true.
0: So you just threw a
1: pack of matches and every piece of clothing you owned, you were good.
0: (laughs) You were covered. You're good to go. (laughs) (laughs) See, at our wedding, we, instead of matchbooks, which I didn't know were a thing, we gave out stickers and buttons. Oh, nice. Yeah, like, you know, little, like, one-inch pins, you know, that you would put on, like, a shirt or a backpack or something. Yes. What did they say? Well, the buttons, actually, those were, like, a gift to us from one of my, like, groomsmen. Like, he made them for us to give out. And they were, uh, it's a the quote from the Princess Bride. It says, marriage is what brings us together today, you know. <laughs> and then it says Phil and Janelle on the bottom and, like, the date, you know. In fact, I'm looking at it right now. It's That's a lot of writing on a little button. It is. It's on a little one inch thing. It's got like the, the date at the top and then the quote and then fill in. It's a very small little button there. Nice. That's cool. And then the stickers, I think, I can't remember now. I have to go back and look at them, but they just said like, you know, our names, the date, something. I can't remember all the information, but at the bottom it had popvoxmusic.com on there because. This is a sticker everyone was going to take because they had to because it's our wedding. So, I'm not going to miss an opportunity to, you know, promote. <laughs> you got to get your plug in. That's right. <laughs> and I have a captive audience for a day. So, you know, I right. take advantage of that. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. When our kids were born, we made t-shirts for everyone. Like, each person in my, like, you know, close family. So, like, my mom, we made... Uh, For when Audrey was born, for instance, it says Audrey's grandma, right? Nice. And my dad, Audrey's grandpa, for my brothers and sisters, you know, Audrey's aunt or Audrey's uncle, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, for everybody around, and we gave them to all of them, but it said that, and then it said potlocksmusic.com underneath. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? They're going to wear the shirt because they want to claim that they're Audrey's, you know, whoever, but it also is going to promote because why not? You've got to strike while well, the iron's hot, and you only have That's those few right.
1: instances that you have. That's right. There's nothing standing in your way.
0: Never miss an opportunity to market, you know.
1: Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, it probably won't surprise you, but if we had a gift that we gave away,
0: I don't remember it. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me too much, no. No. I mean, it has been, you know, almost 25 years, so. It's wild. Whew. Janelle and I are coming up on 19 this year. Yes. Oh, yeah. that's so cool! Wow, we just did our Blue Christmas, our annual Christmas concert, and it was the twenty fourth annual. Oh, wow! And I started that in college, so did oh, that's see, right. That was this last home? Saturday. Yeah. Hey, where can people go if they want to actually watch that? Well, that's a good question. They uh, can go to Popvox Music on Facebook. That's the easiest place. Our YouTube channel is under Popvox Music as well as One Word. Okay. But um, Facebook's also easy. And that's pop vox with a V, correct? That's right. P as in political. O as in ostracize. <laughs> P is in pound cake. Oh, pound cake. V is in vociferous. O is in octopi, and then X is in xylophone. Oh, nice <laughs> music. Yes, that's
1: cool because there was a couple of uh, artists that I was really excited about, and then unfortunately. Uh, I was not able to watch that at 4 o'clock on Saturday Pacific Time. So I definitely am going to go back and uh, check that out because I was super excited
0: for it. And you guys had a Mandarian Orange Live on Friday night, and I missed that too. We did. that uh, one real f- Now, you went back and watched that or no? You haven't seen that? I one. haven't yet. I just saw that oh, it was gosh. there,
1: and I was like, oh, I got to check that.
0: Yep. You can see that on the Mandarin Orange Show uh, Facebook page as well or our Mandarin Orange Show YouTube channel. But... We have done one live stream with Alex P. Keaton, a little crossover. We should probably do another coming up at some point. I think that was really fun. Yeah, that was super fun. We'll figure that out. We'll we'll set a plan. It might have to be in the new year. I don't know if we got enough time to squeeze it in between now and then, but we'll, yeah. we'll do some more.
1: I think uh, our dance cards are getting full pretty quick. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. So to go back to jokes... One yes. of my favorite jokes, and it was one of the ones that they mentioned when uh, Steven introduced and said, "You know, la- on last week's episode." And it was when they kissed right by the punch bowl, and then Alex goes, "I'm sorry, I slipped." <laughs> That's still one of my favorite
0: lines because it's still funny. great.
1: <laughs> I slipped, and my tongue went in your mouth.
0: Yeah, and that kiss they had in that at the dance there—that was no accidental kiss. Like they're like going to town there. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. Chanel
0: said it looked like they're trying to eat each other's faces. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I, which is kind of crazy because she goes from that moment to deciding,
0: okay, I got to go marry this other guy. I know. Well, they both had complicated feelings about everything, but it worked out in the end. It's okay. Well, so far so good, but, uh, you know, fingers crossed they're not married yet. They're not, <laughs> it, but we do know that they're at least going to be together in the next episode. I'm assuming we'll see. Oh, can't wait. Sha la la When Alex is talking to Elise, about the situation you know this is his first time he's ever been in love and he's like well I did I love that dog we had when I was a kid but in many ways this is different (laughs) (laughs) and she's like oh I'm glad to hear that that's great
1: (laughs) Oh, she did. Elise did tell him. She's like, oh, that's the first time I can really see your dad in you. And then, of course, like it stops and Alex walks over to the mirror and he looks in the mirror and he kind of squints and, you know, tilts his head. And I was like, oh, he's going to see if he can find his dad. So that was kind of funny, too.
0: And it was a very sweet scene with Elise, like not to downplay her role in it. It's just always also nice to have Stevens' input on these things. Right. With Elise, you always feel like you get a little bit more solid, a little more heartfelt advice. She's a little more grounded than Steven sometimes (laughs) is. (laughs) Oh, but his one-line zingers are my favorite. He's the best. I also just thought it was funny that the article in Newsweek was about an omelet craze. Was that really a thing at that time? Were omelets not before the 80s? I don't know. Did you grow up eating omelets as a kid? There was a restaurant, you know, I grew up in Big Bear, a little mountain town in Southern California, and there was a restaurant in town, and at some point, and maybe this is what they're talking about, because at some point, I was probably in, like, late elementary school, or maybe early junior high, they opened up an omelette bar, Oh, and it was like, it was like, for breakfast, like, you could go, and or maybe they had, like, a brunch, maybe it was like a Sunday brunch, I don't remember exactly, but... You know, it was like an all-you-can-eat thing, and you could go up to the omelet bar, and, you know, I mean, you've probably seen one now, but you could tell they had all the different ingredients out, and you could tell them whatever you want, and they'd make you a fresh omelet. And then you could go back and get more, kind of like a buffet, but it was just the omelet bar part, you know. Okay. And that was, like, huge. Like, I was my favorite place to go out to eat. Like, I, that was where I would choose to go if I was asked, you know, to go out to a place. So maybe it's like the omelet bars became a thing then? Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember eating them as kids. In fact,
1: well, again, that's not going to surprise you, but I don't remember that being a thing. I mean, I don't think
0: we ever really ate them at home. We never did either. But I love getting omelets at at restaurants, though. Like, I still do, like, a ham and cheese omelet. That's, like, one of my favorite things. All right. I'm not much
1: of an egg guy. I know. Again, shocker, but... You know, speaking of Big Bear, I was thinking of your neighboring city there, Lake Arrowhead. Yeah. On the lake, there's that place that does the waffles. I don't know the name of it. I can't remember it. But, I mean, you know, we used to go up there every year, my whole family. We would all stay in these, like, the Lake Arrowhead Chalet, I think it was called. And so we'd all go to the lake and hang out around all the stores. And we would eat breakfast at this place. And they had the best waffles. They had some sort of, like, a roasted potato that they would serve with them. Oh, home fries. Yeah, like a home fry kind of thing. They were delicious. And it made mm-hmm. me I we're going to go up there and try to find that place and see if uh they're still
0: open. I hope so. I happen to off. know the place in Big Bear is not open anymore, so. Oh. The omelet bar's closed? The omelet bar is closed. That's too bad. You know, but I do love
1: a good omelet bar. Well, maybe because you moved and then you didn't go there anymore, and so they're like, well, I guess the, so.
0: th- our favorite family's not here and so we're we're just going to shut it down. Then in college, Every Sunday, they had omelet bar in our cafeteria, Mm. and that was always a treat there. So, kept So, I did keep the omelet bar love going, you know, after I moved out. This is making me really hungry. What are we doing? I'm not supposed to eat anymore tonight. (laughs) (laughs) We do this to ourselves every time. (laughs) I know. This is terrible. Our poor (laughs) listeners, too. They're, like, probably listening while they're at work or something, and they're like, oh, i got to eat now. What are they doing? Either that or this sounds really gross, and people don't like omelets. I don't know. I wonder. Julia, are omelets a thing in Germany? This is a good question. Like, does that even translate? I mean, do people outside of the United States eat omelets? Because I can't think, I don't know, like when we were in Europe on our trip, I don't remember seeing omelet, but maybe. Yeah. Definitely not in Italy, anyway.
1: What about with our listener in South Africa? I wonder if they eat omelets there.
0: Yes. Okay. This is a call out to our listeners, please. If you are outside the United States or, you know, even our United States listeners, if you want to chime in on your uh, omelet experience, please let us know. Are omelets a thing where you're at? And what do you like in your omelets? I would like yeah. to hear. Keith, how could they write to us if they want to tell us about oh, this? Oh, they should totally email us at friend at com. Yes, they should. That would be fantastic. Also, we do have a contact form on our website on com. And it was recently just tested and made sure that it's all working and it is in working order. So, oh, nice we do that as well. Was yes. it a fun spam? <laughs> My brother and I were just doing some updates on the website, and he did a test on it to make sure you know everything was in order, and it is. Oh, okay. So, so it, yeah. it's it's uh, open twenty four hours a day. Operators are standing by, always available. That's right, <laughs> waiting to take your call. Also, you can send us a message on our Facebook page, of course, and please don't forget to join our Facebook group. We would love to hear more from you guys in there and share what's going on. Yes. We'd love to be part of your world. We would. (laughs) That was a Little Mermaid reference.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love Little Mermaid. I got it. I got it. Yeah. To me, that was when Disney uh, started to make a big comeback. Little Mermaid, Aladdin, and then Lion King, but whatever. They dropped off a little on that one.
0: The Little Mermaid's still my favorite, definitely. Yeah. Did you ever watch Little Mermaid 2 and 3? Uh, kind of. Like, the kids have watched them, and I sort of glanced over at it occasionally. But if I remember correctly, the second one is just like a reverse of the first one. Correct.
1: Yep, it's the It's daughter. like her
0: daughter on yep. land that wants to go to the sea, right? Yes, yeah. 100%.
1: And, yeah. ironically, they used the same voice that did Ursula to be her, I think it's her cousin or her sister yeah, or, or something.
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, that was That's pretty right. funny.
1: Pat Carroll, I think, is the actress's name.
0: It's kind of like Home Alone 2, although a little different. But still, you know, basically the same movie with just a little bit different. Oh, you know what? That reminds me. I have a bone to pick with you. Uh-oh. So, again, this
1: is kind of, you know, uh, riffing off the Mandarin Orange show. You talked okay. about watching the new uh, Home Sweet Home Alone movie. Yes, and you said it was okay. It was terrible.
0: Oh, that kid was Come horrible now. and unlikable. Come now, it wasn't. I'm not saying it was like an ultimate classic, but we had fun watching. You didn't have fun watching it? No, the whole premise is like if they could have just had like had a conversation
1: with each other, <laughs> the whole thing could have been avoided. I mean, that's true. But, I don't know, it was fun still. I thought it was fun. Well, and I like Rob Delaney, and I like uh, the Unbreakable... Kennedy Ellie Kemper? Yeah, El- yeah, Ellie Kemper. That's her name. I'm like, what's her real yeah. name again? <laughs> uh, and I just, I wanted them to win, but then the kid was terrible.
0: No, it was kind of a twist on the other one. You know, yeah. he was like, kind of a brat. He was. It was terrible. That was a long movie.
1: <laughs> All right, well... And I hate to say negative things, but that one was not my
0: favorite. You didn't like that one. No. Okay, okay. Well, I've been holding on to that one for a couple of weeks now. <laughs> oh, but have you seen the other Home Alone straight-to-video sequels? Oh, the like Home Alone 3? Yeah. With the other kid? Yeah, that one's really bad. So, in the ranking, this one, for me, out of the, like, six movies, this is, like, third underneath one and two. Oh, okay. I would
1: have to rewatch those other ones to kind of formalize a ranking, oh, but... Don't do it to yourself.
0: It's not worth it. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna do it anytime soon. You don't need to know your ranking of it that badly, trust <laughs> me. <laughs> I I still need to watch Fletch
1: and Fletch Lives and Yes. Uh, do that first. <laughs> yeah. What was the other one I was supposed to watch? Was it Caddyshack? I think uh, Caddyshack too at some point. Oh, yeah. that's right, Caddyshack too. Okay, yeah. yeah. Maybe over uh, Christmas break I'll uh, I'll be able to, to get on that.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Caddyshack 2 is to watch because it's so terrible, though. Right. Whereas Fletch and Fletch Lives are amazing. So as long as you remember... The purpose of watching it, you'll enjoy it more. <laughs> okay. Well, I might text you
1: and say, hey, I'm going to watch this one. What am I looking for again? <laughs> yes. Is this good or not
0: good? Yeah. <laughs> right. It'll help going into it for sure. <laughs> oh, boy.
1: And here we go. We've talked See, about See, I told omelets. you we could get a
0: tangent in there.
1: And then this, this has been omelet talk. Omelet talk. I am curious, though, because I had a co-worker who loved the chili cheese omelet. To me, that doesn't sound ideal.
0: Yeah, that's not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do chili on an omelet. I know people would. I would do chilies, you know, yeah. like a
1: pepper. Oh yeah,
0: but not chili like beans and you know, yeah, sauce. meat and the red sauce. What do you call that? Whatever that the base the chili is the tomato base. Yeah, chili base.
1: No, I can see like you know bell peppers and onions and that kind of stuff.
0: Mm, onions in an omelet. Oh. Mm. Maybe some bacon. I'm getting hungry again. Yeah.
1: Here we go. (laughs) All right. So
0: back to Family Ties. Sha-la-la-la. So was there a moral to this episode? Did your moral change after the last episode combined with this one? What what are we looking at here? So it really didn't change because I feel
1: like Alex opened himself up. And when he finally just realized that, you know, opposites can attract and that sometimes the person that you think you're meant to be with isn't necessarily who you're really supposed to be with. I think he learned a valuable lesson about life and love. And he found out that love is a mini-splendored thing.
0: Oh, that's a good callback. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's good. That's impressive, too. It's been
1: a while since that one. Well, it was the first part of the last episode. Remember when he and Steven were singing it
0: to each other? That's right. That was my favorite. What about you? Did you change your life lesson at all? Pretty much stayed the same, although I don't think I ever said it succinctly last time. But I think the way I could sum it up best is that So often TV shows and movies, you know, romanticize, literally romanticize what romance is, that dating, it's a romantic thing only, and that the actual relationship, the friendship that people have, the connection they have, the way that they actually spend time to each other is often brushed aside for big romantic gestures and, you know, attraction and stuff. And I think this one was a pretty grounded look at, like, you know, what a... What two people really have in common or what really attracts people or or what should, you know. Because if a relationship is based purely on big romantic gestures, that that wears out pretty quickly. It doesn't last, yeah. And when you have love
1: and leaves and frisbee, then, you know, that'll keep you going. And
0: I guess really leaves in your wallet. That's what we have to take away from. (laughs) If you love someone, take a leaf from them and put it in your wallet and you'll last forever. (laughs) Put that leaf in in your wallet. Put the leaf in your wallet. Oh. <laughs> That's what we have to learn.
1: And then you can tell her, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. That was dumb. No, but I agree with what you're saying. Would you
0: believe me if I told you that the episode is over? No. It's too soon. Too soon. I know, but it's just the right amount, though. It's yeah. perfect.
1: Well, maybe we should branch out and uh, try a different episode another time. <laughs>
0: Yes, yes. Something in a different vein? Yes. Perhaps? Oh, I'll root for the next episode, even though it might be wrong. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> well, hopefully, we're going to be talking about family ties again, because if not, you might be barking up the wrong tree.
1: Oh. <laughs> and we'll leave it there. <laughs> Although I'm sure you probably have about ten more in your head ready to go.
0: I could probably keep going on, but I, I probably shouldn't, you know, for the sake of our listenership, you know. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> People are like, oh my gosh, remember when they did that with cheese and they kept it going for way too long?
0: <laughs> I know, just what happened here, I don't know. Oh, I love that. Did uh, I ever tell you what my nickname in college was? No. Chlorophyll. <laughs> because you like
1: sparkled in the sunlight or I just like plants. I don't know. Oh, okay. And
0: now I have an orchard. So it worked out. Yeah. Well, you (laughs) got the green thumb. So exactly.
1: Well, this was super fun. I hope all of our uh, listeners will email in what their favorite omelets are. And if they eat omelets in other countries to Alex is my friend at gmail.com or on the Facebook group or on our Facebook page, or our website. Yes. yes. Or the website.
0: You got them all. You did it.
1: <laughs> we Hooray. have a factor.
0: Well, thanks as always, Keith, for co-hosting with me. I appreciate it. My pleasure as always. And thank you, dear listeners, for joining us. We love having you along for the ride. Hope you're doing well as the year draws to an end. Whew. And I think that's going to do it for this episode. So thanks for listening as always. And uh, we'll see you next time on another very special episode of Alex P. is my friend.
1: What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through. And what would we do, baby, without us?